They shut the smoke off on me. I was like, crank up the smoke, I'll come running out. <laughs> then they shut it off. That's kind of lame. Hey, my name's Cy. I'm super pumped up that you were here, and uh, thank you for making a point to come out to church. We know that school's starting soon. It's like the last, last weekend to go, you know, raise some cane, and uh, you guys chose to come to this place, and that is a pretty big deal. Like Tony said, my name's Cy McMahon, a pastor of a church called Granite Church, way up in the northwest corner of Iowa, literally as far away from Washington as you can be and still be in the state of Iowa. That is where I'm at. But I've been to Washington a number of times. Used to live in Ottumwa, which is only about an hour away, and uh, I've been here a lot. So I have lots of, you know, lots of fond memories. You ever drive back into a town you haven't been to in a little while, and you hit city limits, you get some memories start flowing back. That ever happened for you? A little bit, yeah. So pull into town last night, and I'm like, oh, Washington. So I remember a time in Washington. It's one of my memories here, is I got to spend 11 minutes of my life in the drive-through at McDonald's. You've also done this, right? No, and I know what you're like, love McDonald's, great job, those guys over there, they're working hard. And you're like, well, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of cars in, in line. No, I was the only one. Well, then you're like, well, you probably ordered some crazy thing, and like, they only make that twice a day. So, you, I mean, you probably stressed them out. I ordered an iced tea. Thanks, McDonald's. <laughs> uh, but it, whatever, it's all good now, right? They got it all, it's awesome. It's running like a well-oiled machine over there these days. That's what I hear. So lots of good things going on here in Washington, huh? Don't you think? Like, this facility is spectacular. Do you know, you, you come in here, you're like, this is not a small school. This is crazy. You have a state-of-the-art facility like this. The city of Washington, this county, is absolutely blessed at what is happening in this place. So, now I'm not very good at this whole teaching thing, and so, you know, Tony will come up here, he'll have like a list of things he's going to talk to you about, and a bunch of stuff, and I, I have one question I'm going to ask, and that's it, all right? You handle that? No, when you walk out of here, if anybody asks you what today was about, if you can't figure out this phrase, because you're going to hear it 15 times from me, then I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> all right, so here's what I want to ask. How big is your God? How big is your God? Now, there could be some people in the room that this may be your first time ever at church, or maybe you've been to church before, but the whole Jesus thing, the whole God thing is not for you, and you were, you were clear on that, so you're about to check out. But I'm going to say, hold on. Regardless of where you're at in this following of Jesus or, or trying to follow God, if you're, if you're not into the Jesus thing, you still there's a God that you are privy to, like you're, you're, you have a relationship with, you're trying to be connected to something, right? Where you spend a lot of your time, maybe you worship. We all worship something. Now, for some of us, it's Jesus. For others of us, it's maybe a job. You know, it might be a sporting team. It could be family. Uh, for some of us, it's unfortunately, it's an addiction. But there's something in our life, right, that we gravitate toward that can somewhat control our trajectory, and for that, for the, that's, for many of us, that's a God, right? Now, for me, it's Jesus and, and the Creator God. That's who, that's who I'm about. So when I say, how big is your God, that's usually who I'm, I'm referring to because that's my, my story. So I have kind of, a, kind of a crazy story, and I've been here. I've actually got to teach at City Point before, which is such a, such a blessing, and I've come and I've shared a little bit about my story, about how I used to be 
just a total disaster, super far from Jesus, not interested in anything to do with God, actually actively speaking out against people who claim to follow Jesus, um, just a total, total mess. And that, was, that was me. But then God came in and totally, I say, he totally ruined my life. I had it all figured out. He ruined it and set me on a totally new trajectory. I've got a big God. I was lost, now I'm found. I was dead, now he's given me new life. That's my, that's my God. I was here uh, a little over a year ago and got to share a story about my wife and how uh, she lost her leg due to some health concerns and watch her story of faith through that intense pain and suffering and how difficult that was. But she held on to the super huge God in that whole season. That's a, that's a big deal. So this is just kind of, this is just part of my story. And, and Tony says, hey, come down. We're doing this series called Brave. And your story of the last 11 months is insane. Come and just share what's been going on in your world. And it all kind of ties back to the story. How big is your God? So if we're going to be brave, if we're going to say, hey, I've got faith. Faith is important to me. I've got faith. Well, how much is totally dependent on how big your God is. We're going to read a story out of, out of the Bible. It's from a, a book that's called Acts. All right? It's in the New Testament part of the Bible. And uh, the book of Acts was written by a fellow named Luke. All right? So Luke, um, he kind of walked, walked with the people who knew Jesus. And so he wrote down the stories of the church. The first church, right? just the beginnings of a church. So City Point is a church plant. What we're doing up in uh, Haywarden, Granite Church, that's a church plant. Well, this was the first church plant. And this is kind of the story of how that went. So there's two guys super involved in that. Uh, Their names are Peter and John. Has anybody in the room ever heard the names Peter or John before in association with churchy Bible stuff? Anybody? Okay. I heard some yeses, saw no hands. So I'm assuming (laughs) you're raising your hands and I just can't see you. So... Peter and John, kind of the main, they're kind of main folks uh, in the church at this time. This is about, you know, just a few months after Jesus uh, rose from the dead, went back up to, to heaven. You got Peter and John hanging out with the people, all right? They've been accused of some stuff. They're hanging out with the people who condemned Jesus and said, he needs to die. Peter and John are before them, and this is how it goes down. Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 7, says this. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures, where it says the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There's no salvation in anyone else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So, you got Peter and John, kind of leaders of the church at this point. Now Peter, all right, so Peter, just a few months before this, Peter was following around behind Jesus who was being taken to his, who was sentencing, basically. Following around and people would grab him like, hey, 
hey, that guy looks like one of the guys who was following Jesus. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. I just got one of those faces that looks familiar to everybody. Like, no, 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 you sound like a Galilean. You were hanging out with that guy, Jesus. No, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. I don't know him. Peter totally denied him from fear, right? From fear of what they might do to him based on what he's seeing them do to Jesus. Same people. He's now standing before, and Peter's kind of like, what? What are you going to do? Like, bring it. You're worried because I healed this guy in the name of Jesus? Who cares? Same people who killed Jesus he used to be afraid of. Now he's standing defiantly before them. What happened? Peter and John saw Jesus alive after the crucifixion. Now, in case you don't know, right, because crucifixion is not super popular anymore. I'm not sure why. Um, but in case you don't know, crucifixion ends in death approximately 100% of the time. Like, that's how it ends. So if Jesus was crucified, right, which everybody says he was, then Jesus died. Because if the Romans were good at anything, it was killing people. Right? I'm not sure what your, you know, your Western Civ class taught you back in high school, right? But like, oh, the Romans, they brought civilization to so many people. They murdered people for a living. That's what they did. They were good at killing people. Jesus died. Peter and John saw him alive. Therefore, they were bold before the people who had Jesus killed. How big is your God? See, that's my God. The same God who did that is the God who brought me up out of the gutter, who took so many things away from me, like alcoholism, womanizing. You want to know what kind of a guy I was? If you haven't met him yet, there's a fellow on staff, new guy on staff, Ben Blanchard. We went to college together. Let's just say we didn't hang out a lot. Because where I was, Ben wasn't. Because <laughs> he was a good kid and I was, well, not, I guess. So. But how big is your God. God is huge to me because all the ways he's changed my life. Now, what's been happening the last 11 months? I got all these crazy stories, right? Well, about 11 months ago, I was on a personal retreat day. I used to work for a church called the Bridge Church in Ottumwa, Iowa. Personal retreat day down there. I've been struggling just in my heart. Like, okay, God, you know, I've been here for 10 years. Like, how do I keep making this fresh and new and have this hunger so I'm on this personal retreat day, and God speaks to me in the way he talks to me, which is through scripture and words. And he says, hey, it's time for you to move on from the bridge. And I was like, whoa. This is some 10 years I've invested in my life. 10 years. And now I'm, gonna, I'm supposed to walk away. I can't do that. How do I do that? He confirmed it over and over again during this day, just reading scripture, praying, reading a book, I got an email that just confirmed, like from someone who had no clue what was going on, just confirmed what I was hearing. And I was just so like, man, my God is huge. He's using someone who's not even near me, has no clue what I'm dealing with right now, and spoke directly into what I was dealing with. I have a big, big God. He said, leave your job. Now normally, right, like I'm sure your parents have told you this. It's like, hey, 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 don't quit a job before what? You have a job. So I say, hey, I'm leaving. People are like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. Like, 
what? I'm like, I'm sure God's going to tell me. He told me to leave. He'll tell me where to go. And I love, I would be like, hey, and you know what happened? The next day I got a phone call from some random dude. I'm supposed to call you. You're hired. That did not happen. Four months. For four months, we had no idea what we were doing. We were confident God was calling us away. No clue where we were going. For four months, how big is your God? Then we, we ended up in a place where we didn't even know existed, honestly. We had never heard of Hayward in Iowa before. No clue. Now we're going to plant a church in a town of 2,500 people, which no one, no one does that, Right? Does, people go plant churches in big towns like Washington. <laughs> hey, listen, you're three times the size of Hayward, and it's huge! Right? So, like, we're going there, but it's the perfect fit. It's the perfect mix for my, my family. It's the perfect setup for my wife and situation for her. It's the freedom. It's the, it's the new thing that God had put on my heart, so it's this perfect mix because we waited on God and didn't force the issue. How big is your God? And then just, <laughs> so three weeks, two and a half weeks before we, we, uh, we found out about this job that we ended up uh, taking, my wife found out she had to have open heart surgery. Yeah, that's fun. So we're, we're leaving a job in a, in a church that we've been a part of for 10 years. We're moving. Uh, my wife is going to have open heart surgery. Oh, by the way, uh, three weeks before I leave to go start the new job by myself, commuting five and a half hours one way during the week. Oh, by the way, we have a 10-year-old son who's only ever known one town, one school, and one set of classmates. And I have to talk to him like, hey, we're going to leave. You're not going to get to go to the school anymore. You ever had to say that? It's heartbreaking. But w- what it did in us is it built this mantra like, you ever had a monster, like, just like, hey, this is, our, this is our thing, this is our saying, this is what we're going to lean on, and this is what it's come for us. When I talked to my son Isaac, I said, listen, Isaac, we're followers of Jesus. That's how we're identified, and as followers of Jesus, we can do hard things. This is hard. This is impossible. I know this is tough on you, buddy, but because we're following Jesus, we can do hard things. And because our God is big, he's going to show up. And I know that. You just wait, buddy. You're going to see it. He's going to show up. If that wasn't enough, we decided, hey, we should adopt two more children. So we got them a week, a week ago Thursday. <laughs> Why not? Huh? How big is your God? There's nothing more beautiful than adoption. And here's the thing, like, we aren't driving all this stuff. We've been like this, open-handed. Okay, God, we're willing. Why? Because we trust that we have a huge God. I'm so, I'm so dumb that I think that this is true. I think that the God who is in here is still alive and well today and still moving and acting like he was back in this day. I just believe that. I'm so naive that I believe that this God is the God I follow, and he is huge. He moved mountains. He allowed a man to walk on water. He raised not one, but multiple people from the dead. 
death doesn't matter to my God. That's how big my God is. How big is your God? If you're wondering, if, you, if, you, if you're like, well, I don't know that I have personal experience to answer that question, look around. You're, you're here at City Point Church. And I know if you're from here and you've always kind of been around here and this is your first church experience, you need to know this is not normal. What's going on here is not normal. In towns of, of 8,000 people, gatherings like this for a church, uh, they don't happen. This is weird. This is an act of God. Your God is big because you're a part of something, like, something that's like happening here. This is huge. It's a big deal what God is doing in your midst already. So the question is, what now? Is your God big enough for you to, to go in faith and try something new? To maybe start serving? Is your God big enough for you to do that? I mean, I know you're busy. Oh, I know you're busy. But is your God big enough to help you align with where you're supposed to be going next? I don't know what God has for you. Maybe you're supposed to lead a small group. Maybe you're so new, you should just be in a group even though you don't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, this is the perfect place for you. Do you know that? You can ask all the questions you want. Perfectly safe place to be. I don't know I don't know what I think. I don't know what I believe. Like, great, come on in. Ask questions. But take some risks. Is your faith big enough to risk on the size of your God? See, my God's huge. So my faith is ginormous. I don't feel like it's a risk. Because I'm like, hey, God's probably going to show up, and if he doesn't, I'll be all right. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. But God shows up, and that's what happens. So how do we, how do we know what we're supposed to do, right? To say, hey, maybe, maybe there's something here for you. Maybe you're supposed to risk and lean in, right? Maybe you're supposed to do something in faith and rely on this big, big God that I keep talking about. Maybe it's time for you to test it out. How do you do that? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to be willing to ask, right? You have to be willing to ask, are you willing to say, hey God, what do you have for somebody like me? That's a big step. And listen, if you're here, if you're here today and you're not following Jesus, you can still try this stuff out. The first time I ever talked to Jesus, besides being laced with a lot of cuss words, I was just yelling at him. You can do that. You can talk to God. Just give it a shot. Ask him. Hey. I don't know if I buy any of this, but what about me? And see if he doesn't show up. And for those of you who are claiming to follow Jesus, are you comfortable? Because if you're comfortable, show me where that's at in here. It's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be out on the edge, trusting our big God, because he's going to do huge things in our midst, and we are the ones who he's going to do them through. That's just how it works. Ask. Now, after we ask, then what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to listen, right? Now, uh, my daughter, so who we're, we're just we're adopting her, she's 10 years old, and Serenity is a sweetheart. Um, but here is often how she asks questions. Do, do you, anybody have kids that do the fly-by question ask? You know what I'm talking about? 
It's like this. Hey, Dad, where are my shoes and my socks? I haven't seen them for a long time. I'm standing over there. Is she going to hear a word I say? No. She's not going to hear anything. So at this point, I don't even answer. I'm just like, she's not going to listen anyway. Right? So some of us, if we're followers of Jesus, we've been like, I've been begging, and I've been asking, and God hasn't answered. I'm like, shut up. Maybe actually schedule some time where you're not talking and listen. You can listen through this too. This is how I hear from God most of the time. It's in the, in the Bible. And here he speaks and here this is the word of God. I just happen to believe that this is the inspired word of God. And if I need to hear from God, I go here. If you don't have a Bible, take this one. Download it on your phone or device. Do something. Get a Bible. If you don't want mine because I greased it up, there's new ones out there. Go get one. I'll pay for it. Listen. God wants us to listen. Set a reminder in your phone or on your calendar to spend some time in quiet to hear from God. He's talking to you. Let's listen. Now, if we, if we ask and we listen, and we actually hear something, right? We actually hear something, right? And you're pretty, it's pretty amazing. I, I've had uh, just a couple instances where I felt like, wow, that was really from God. I know that because the peace of God is overwhelming me. I seem, feel so much peace about this. It's just, oh, it's huge. It's awesome. And if I just go around telling people, like, I had this awesome experience with God. It was amazing. I asked him a question. He spoke to me. It was, oh, so good. And I stopped there. What have I done? Nothing. Because when we ask and we listen, we have to do. We have to be obedient. Try it. How big is your God? You know what? You just might get told something crazy. You, might, you just might get told, hey, you're supposed to try out for the worship team. You're supposed to go lead a group. You're supposed to start serving in a children's room. You're supposed to love your family better. You're supposed to be a better mom, a better husband, a better coworker. He's calling you to more, and it might take faith to do it. You might have to lean in harder than you wanted to. But God's calling us to more. He's calling us to trust in him more. You want to talk about being brave? You want to talk about being brave? Lean into him. See, we keep looking at bravery as this thing of, we can handle this. I'll take care of it. I can handle that financial situation. Don't you worry about it. I can deal with that job problem. lean on God. Let's have enough faith to say, my God's huge. And whatever he asks, I'm going to believe that he will do. Here's the thing. He can do it through you in this place. The person, there might be a person in this room who's going to be the catalyst for the next 15 people to get baptized who just did not know Jesus and now they've given their life to him. He's probably sitting in this room right now. Or you, 
you might be the catalyst, the catalyst for this, this youth ministry that crazy Tony keeps talking about. Like, what are you doing? You're only two years in. You can't do that. Exactly. Do you have enough faith, right? Do you have enough faith to try something that if God doesn't show up is going to be an absolute miserable failure? I do. I'm trying to plant a church. And if God doesn't show up, it's going to be the most expensive, ludicrous mess you can imagine. But see, I'm just dumb enough, just crazy enough to believe God's going to show up. How big is your God? You pray with me? God, we believe that you can do hard, you can help us do hard things that because we trust in you, anything is possible. That you want to do huge things through us. God, we're faithful. And, and believing that. So Lord, show us. God, help us to ask. Help us to make time in our schedules to listen. And God, when you speak and we hear you, give us the boldness, the confidence in you to do it, knowing full well you've got to show up. May we rely on you for everything every day. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks. Amen. Hey, can we, uh, can we give Sai a round of applause real quick? That is awesome. I told you. There's a lot of, uh, lot of uh, reasons why we've been able to do what we've been able to do here at City Point. And, and your family is a giant reason why. There's people in my life that I can lean into for more brave and more faith and size one of those guys for me. And uh, for what it's worth, Cy, I feel like City Point Church is supposed to be a part of Granite Church. We're supposed to be a fueler in some capacity. And maybe there's people right here, I don't know if you're supposed to move to Haywarden. Or you're supposed to figure out their website. You can just ask me. And you're supposed to give to their church, uh, City Point Church. We're going to be a supporter of your church. And this is our first, it's a, it's a check, it's not crazy, but it's a check saying we're in on what God is doing and it's gonna be something that we partner with you in the future as we move on. We've gotta make sure cities like Haywarden and Sigourney, Iowa and Tama and Toledo have churches like the ones that you're just talking about. So, hey, can we give it up for Cy one more time? Real quick, before uh, the band plays their final song, there's about 800 things going on in my, bra in my brain for what's ahead at City Point Church. And I love Cy's question, is how big is your God? It's really been challenging me lately because I didn't even have the ability to dream up what has already happened in and through our church in these first two years. I had no clue that we would have ever been able to see 
the number of us gathered, the, the number of baptisms, the number of people who've stepped over the faith line and given their lives to Christ, and I'm just overwhelmed by our opportunity that lays in front of us, the stewardness of what has been given and the blessing that we've already received. What are we supposed to do with it in the future? And I just want to tell you about a couple things. So I mentioned that we're starting a student ministry. Um, that's crazy. The truth is there are hundreds of kids, you know, junior high and high school kids in our city that don't have a place where they go. And so we're going to start one. It's going to happen, the, you know, the first Wednesday in October. That's, that's when we launch this thing. And some of you are going, where are you going to do it? Well, that's part of us having a big faith. We've been praying diligently for a building to just have as a hub for space to meet, to do groups, to do students, to have as a ministry center. And God is opening a giant door for us right here in town. But it's going to cost us more than what we're used to. But I think we're supposed to take a step of faith. I think God is asking us to keep moving because he's a big God. And so when we sign the contract this week, next week when I get up here, I'll let you know all about it. But I'm just telling you, there's this increase that I feel like God is asking us into. Just this last Thursday and Friday, I don't know what to do with this type of stuff, but I really believe that what we have done here in Washington needs to be done in other cities. Williamsburg is so pressing on my heart. And I don't know if that means that we're supposed to start a City Point church there, if we're supposed to fund a church there, if we're supposed to figure out how we can do it, you know, satellite. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is I think God is asking us to answer the question, how big is he? And do we really believe he could do more than what we're seeing right now? And I think he can. And so I'm not telling you it's starting tomorrow. I'm not, I don't know when it's starting. I'm just telling you, I think there's this movement during this series of Brave and in this movement of what Sai's doing in Hayward and that God is calling us into more. And I just want to ask you if you partner. The truth is, with our vision increasing and our responsibility increasing, God will soon start tapping you on the shoulder to serve, to give, to play a bigger role maybe than what you thought was possible for yourself. And he's just going to ask you to answer this question, how big is God in your life? And I'm excited for you to respond. God, you're huge, and I'll respond in a huge way. The truth is, maybe today, and I'll get you out on this thought, maybe today, you came into church thinking you were going to get all hyped up and leave, and, and it's just going to be a day like normal, but maybe God has stirred within you in these last 20 minutes as I was talking, and maybe the answer to your question this morning, how big is your God, you're going, I don't know because I've never taken a step of faith. I've never given my life to Christ. Well, around here at City Point, we talk about it as being this step over the faith line. You moving from your faith and your hope being in you and your ability to pull up your own bootstraps and your ability to figure it all out on your own and your money and your, your pride and your, your ego 
to you saying, hey, God, it's got to be you, and you take a step over the faith line. You move from your hope being in yourself to your hope being in Christ and what Jesus has done for you. And if that's your move today, I'd love to invite you to pray right now and to move from I once was without God to now God is the center of my life and he's my God. If that's you want to do this, we can all bow our heads together and you can pray this after me to God. God, here I am. Today's my day. Today I want to take a step of faith. I know I'm not perfect. I know I have junk. I know I have sin in my life. But God, I know you love me. And I know that you have forgiveness in store for me through what Jesus has done on the cross for my life. So today, God, I want to take a step of faith and start answering the question, my God is huge, and I know it because of what he's done in my life. God, from this day forward, I give my life to you as my Lord and my Savior. pray this in your name. Amen. Here's what I want us to do. I want us all to stand up. If that was you in the room, that is literally the best move you could ever make, is to answer the question, my God is huge, because I've seen him do a work in my life. We want to send Granite Church out. Like I said before Cy came out, there's a handful of volunteers from Granite Church that are with Cy. They're going to head out, drive back to Haywarden right after the service is over. But I want to leave them with a gift, not just financial. I want to leave them with a gift that I was given prior to starting City Point Church, and it was a song. The song was called Your Promises. And it was in the moments when I was like, oh, are you serious, God? You're calling me to Washington to start a church that I held on to this song. You'll see why when we sing it out, but I'm gonna ask you today to sing it out for two reasons. One, for yourself, and one, two, two. Second, for Granite Church, I want them to know and to believe and to feel our faith, encouraging them to have faith because of the promises of God. Can we do that for them? Deal? Let's sing that out. Let's do it together.